This, This is Power Athlete Radio. With your host, Denny Kaye, Professor Booty, and the Luke Summers. And now, toes forward, hips locked, shoulders set, and retract those scapulas. It's time for some knowledge bombs. Radio. This week we chat with CrossFit Games competitor Christy Phillips Adkins. 2015 is a very special year for Christy as she temporarily takes leave from her work as a full-time nurse to pursue life as a professional athlete. This strategic move might be just the thing to put the six-time individual competitor on top of this year's CrossFit Games. Hear what provoked the 5-foot, 4-inch, 135-pound frame Christy to lift weights well into college and eventually pursue a degree in exercise science. Christy also takes a few moments to reminisce on all the changes and transformations that the CrossFit Games has seen throughout the years. From women's weights steadily climbing to the format of what was once called sectionals. Do you remember a time when each sectional competition had liberty to create its own unique set of workouts? We also discuss the existence of trash talking in a sport whose roots are comprised of group suffering and community. Christy comments on the most outspoken and confident among the elite few, and to unabashedly remark to her once, sometimes I look to wait and I'm like, fuck, I'm strong. How is Christy attacking the open both in terms of weekly prep, programming, and the workouts themselves? Those secrets lie just moments away. And this news just in? Avid listeners of Power Athlete Radio reportedly claim to have become smarter, stronger, better looking, and more successful both sexually and financially, simply as a result of hearing the show. When asked to comment, these listeners were unavailable on account of not being real. This is episode 98. What's happening, Power Athlete Nation? Welcome to another episode of Power Athlete Radio. This is Denny. I'm here with John, Luke, Tex, and Callie. We're ready to rock and roll and start another badass episode of this podcast. Hell yeah. Is that a wow. nice intro or what? It's getting better. No, oh, it's getting better, right? I'm, I'm trying to get rid of the Chicago accent. My favorite wow. was... Uh, oh, you need that shit. Signature. <laughs> the voice. The voice. When you introduced us as uh, Strength and Conditioning's premier... Podcast. Yeah. I think that's my Rob favorite Wolf. one. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with that one too. I agree with that. I mean, we just need to, uh, DJ Muscle Boy to do our intro. That's on, it's in the works. Yeah, it's in the works. It, it, it. We've been in contact with DJ Muscle Boy. Mm-hmm. Look at that podcast. That's the muscular fucking podcast. I'm venture to say we're the most muscular podcast in the world. Oh, yeah, 100%. Other than maybe like the uh, John Meadows, Shelby Starnes, but they're like. Shorter than us. So. Yeah, yeah. So like we're the most tough muscular podcast over five, seven. And yeah. and Thanks. we have now Christy Phillips. Christy, thank you Ow! so much for popping on here. You, you can actually turn off your video because this won't. Uh, this will be an audio podcast if you want. Please, do, please. <laughs> see, see the uh, yeah. So the so no no the uh, video slows down. I don't know what it is. The connection. The bandwidth? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand these it things. It slows the force down. Yeah. The <laughs> so how's it, how's it going, Christy? How are you? Great. How are you guys? I'm I'm doing well, doing very well. Thank you so much for joining us. And thanks for having me. I'm so sorry about being late. I had chicken on the skillet, like vegetables going, and completely spaced that's, out. That's a legitimate Listen. excuse. I yeah. Legit. You got to feed the machine. The machine in the zone. <laughs> I get it. I mean, you are you are uh, basically a CrossFit celebrity, and therefore you have needs that far exceed our own. <laughs> Today's opening day. <laughs> That's right. There's a, there's a lot on my mind on opening day now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, I mean, let's just dive right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, what do you do? What's your what's your athletic background? Uh, and you know, your experience and history with, with CrossFit up until this point? Sure. Um, well, I 
started, I, I was first introduced to CrossFit in 2007 when I was graduating um, from GW with a degree in exercise science and um, working at a Globo gym. Um, so I feel pretty fortunate to have, to have started CrossFit so many years ago when we were all newbies really. Um, and I feel that I've grown with the sport. Um, and every year it's, it's almost like, gosh, I feel like I got just that little bit better in just enough time to, to qualify. Um, yeah. And so it's been, it's been an amazing experience just being a CrossFitter and then competing, um, for the last six years, actually. What was your, uh, sports background? Um, I did cross country basketball and lacrosse in high school and, um, my favorite sport was basketball. I was best at cross country, uh, but my lacrosse coach was the one who encouraged me to, to try out and walk onto the GW lacrosse team. Um, and I will never forget her saying, you know, what are you going to do? Go home from school and watch Oprah every afternoon. That's just not you. <laughs> yeah. So I really have always uh, thought of, admired that she was able to get me there. Um, and so I played lacrosse my freshman year at GW. It was a great experience, and that's that's what got me into strength and conditioning. That's that was my introduction to a strength program, um, and I liked it so much. I changed my degree from communications to exercise science, and I actually stopped playing lacrosse um, and just you know, enjoyed college for a few years. Um, and then by senior year of college, circled back around to, oh yeah, I don't want to just study strength and be in a gym and train as well. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, what are your feelings now leading up into, I guess, when is it, when are the workouts posted, today or tomorrow? Yes, the wo workout will be posted tonight. Um, they're doing the big announcement, um, I guess, at Reebok CrossFit One in Boston. Um, so I've been seeing a lot of fun social media pictures um, of that event. And I'll be here uh, in Northern Virginia at my house, um, but watching the announcement live. And you know, the minute the first movements start coming out of Dave Castro's mouth, your mind just starts churning. Okay, what does this mean for me? And how am I going to plan, strategize, and What's this going to feel like? Um, so it's an exciting time of year. Um, I think you you feel like a cross you're you're a CrossFitter all year. You feel competitive all year, and then this day finally gets here, and you're like, okay, all the that competitive energy that's been building up in the last few months since the games is it's here, and we're able to to pour it out. Yeah, you're gonna first do the workout. Um, tomorrow morning, maybe around 10 or 11, the, the luxury of um, being an athlete this year is that I'll be, be able to do it right in the middle of the day. How did you, um, how did you prepare for, for this week? You know, like, did you, would you, did you take like a deload week? Did you kind of taper your program or are you the type of person that just keeps, keeps going at it and doesn't even change up uh, change up their pace. Um, I I've been trying to approach the open um, workouts this year, just like other years. Um, but it's been it's been hard, or it's been a little bit funny in your mind because of the changes this year, where uh, top twenty will be top top twenty from the Mid Atlantic will be the ones qualified to go to regionals. Um, and the introduction of the scale division. So those two factors make you wonder, is this going to be different than other years? Um, but my approach has been, and it continues to be this year, that I, I want to keep up my intensity in training and um, keep up the, the volume of training. And so I'm doing that, but I'm also taking the open as seriously as I do every year. Um, so I usually have a rest day the day before. That, so today is my rest day, and that's why my schedule's been all off. I, I had a massage this morning, which was great. Um, sure. Just, just having that day. Um, but my other days this week were pretty normal. Um, and I think that'll that's a good thing. I'll go in tomorrow and do a warm-up and hopefully feel pretty normal and just hit that hit the workout hard. 
Um, what do you, what would you uh, consider like your strengths? Are you because I'm looking over uh, your athlete profile. Um, you got some legitimate numbers. So would you be you know do you feel you excel more at like the gymnastics part of CrossFit or are you well? Is, and let, is it the let strength? Me, let me interrupt here for one second, too. It strikes me as such a surprise that Christy said that she loved basketball because I've met Christy and I've seen her numerous times, and she is by no means a, a, a Amazonian tall basketball player, like, built type person. Like, I mean, Christy, how tall are you and what do you weigh? I am 5'4", and... Yeah giving me the grace of maybe like an eighth of an inch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I weigh 135 these days. Um, sometimes I can get up to maybe 138, but a lot of times I'm in at like 132. So Yeah, um, so when you look at her numbers too, you have to understand like we're talking about a really um, – we'll, we'll, I'll be generous and call you a very compact individual because you're very small. So. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, so she packs a huge punch for her, her size. But um, anyway, go ahead and, and, and address your strengths for us. Um, well, I actually, just the other day, someone was asking me about programming because, um, you know, we all love to geek out on that stuff and just asking me what my focuses are or what I train on a typical basis. Um, and this time of year, I I just train everything and and I really, I thought about it, I was like, you know, I'm not really dominant in any one thing, so there's not really anything that I can say, hey, I'm not going to train that. Um, the exception would, would be on some of the endurance events, if, you, if it's running um, at the games, I usually can, can expect to do pretty well on that, and so I don't end up doing a lot of running endurance until um, that time of year, until maybe May and June, but other than that, there, nothing is a strength, and and I don't mean that in like a low self-esteem way, but just in in that I have to stay very even in my training domain. So I work with with Kara Heads, uh, Olympic weightlifting coach, um, a couple times a week. I've worked with multiple different gymnast, uh, three different gymnastics coaches, um, just just for little sessions here and there. Um, and then I have my coach, John Main, doing my CrossFit programming, um, who I met actually back in 2007 when I was first introduced to CrossFit. And so he just makes sure that it's really varied and we pull from the main site, we'll pull from other programmers who put their stuff out there. We just try to do a lot of um, couplets, triplets, and interval and EMOMs, <laughs> everything. <laughs> That is intense. Uh, so I, lot he, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I have to say that you know it's funny you reference your endurance aspect, and I remember one of the very first videos I ever saw of you was uh, set to that Beyonce song. I'm sure you know which one I talk. Uh, I'm talking about oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Diva. Dude, somebody somebody spliced together some of like I, that had to have been when sectionals was going on or regionals or something, probably like one of your first years or something. You know which competition I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, I have amazing memories from that because that was the year. This is crazy, but every region did their own programming. So whoever was in charge of the of running the regional event, <laughs> they just did their own program, whatever they wanted to do. All right. Um, which was like when you look back now, people would be outraged by that. Um, yeah, totally. But the the thing I remember very notably was not only was it just sort of like a powerful video, and I'll I'll link it up to the the blog post because even even now, as cheesy as it is, like I'll still like whenever I hear that song, I think of that video because at certain parts of this workout, you are straight hauling ass at least a hundred or. 100 yards in front of the closest person in second place um, for a running portion, right? And, like, you're just – that you see you're the first one to go out to this massive run, and you're the first person to come back, and it's like no one is even within eye shot behind you. So it's just, like, a super powerful video, and I, it, it looks like to me like you were clearly somebody who just has wheels, can run for – has that endurance aspect. Thanks, Kat. Yeah, that was back before, that was in 2010, so people hadn't caught on to, um, like, 
train, you know, okay, this is CrossFit too. We have to train this. And so I was lucky to just have had my cross country, cross country running experience in my background. And so it was one of those, you know, up oh, lucked out on that. On that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did did you make a did you make a subtle reference earlier in saying that you are um, an athlete this year? Meaning, uh, is this your that's your full time gig? Yes, ma'am. Um, I have been working as I after my exercise science degree, I went back and got a nursing degree. So I've been working as a registered nurse for um, coming up on four years now. And this fall, I went part time. Um, at the school where I was a school nurse and then at the end of this fall I um, completely left that setting and so these next few months I get to enjoy being a full-time athlete and um, probably starting some nursing uh, back in the fall of next of, of 2015 but but right now living living the athlete life so that's that's one of the things that always really struck me as interesting about you and a few of the other athlete, like athletes who are competing at a pretty high level. And um, you know, as far as I know, before you had even like before you had the the nursing gig at the school, uh, you were uh, were you were you holding like uh, off hours? I mean, were you holding um, kind of shift work type hours at night as a as a nurse initially? Yeah, um, that was my first. My first job was in hospital setting, and so there were the twelve-hour shifts, and it was rotating. So half the month, you, I was doing the night night hours, which will just wreck your system. Um, so it was it was about eight months that I did that going into the twenty eleven season, um, and then I I had to get get into a new setting, and the school nursing is ideal. It really is. Um, it was just the right time for me to leave that school um, because I moved to Northern Virginia, so um, the school's in DC, and so between commuting and training, it just something had to give. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting back into a school setting and and working at as a there. Um, but but yeah, I don't recommend nights for anybody who's trying to trying to have a level of fitness or training um it's 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 rough yeah you should you should recommend it to all your uh your competition out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe but, I still recommend it. <laughs> yeah you were saying i mean it's you're you must just be like um you know there's a bunch of variables at play here but like you're you're definitely a very gifted athlete and that you could overcome that because i mean you went to the games that year anyways right that didn't stop you it's it's been great um yeah uh, I think everyone overcomes different lifestyle things because your life is happening. It doesn't even, it doesn't matter, you know, whether you're owning a gym, coaching, um, or having, or have some other kind of profession like teacher, nurse, um, you're always, there's always something to overcome in the season. And I've realized that over the years that you, not to get down, not to feel bad about yourself because because everybody, everybody's struggle to get to regionals and to the games is a struggle, and it is work, and um, there's there's nobody who has an easy path there. So, so yeah, there's been different years where I've I've learned what works and what doesn't work for me, but um, it's been great to be able to to get back. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if you've seen kind of a, a pattern of evolution in all of the CrossFit games that you've competed in, whether it's more volume or just new movements or anything in that's in that that kind of concept. You know, one pattern that I thought found really interesting, um, the 2011 games had some skill tests, and they were um, these like three events with that would score as one event, and some of the, the events were like max weighted pull-up, max snatch, max handstand walk, um, the infamous softball toss, and then um, this rogue fitness like can carry. Do you guys remember that one? That was a farmer's carry with those with those cans? Luke would remember that because he, he follows the games closely every year. So. Well, I'm at the games hustling our booth. <laughs> 
I miss, unfortunately, everything unless there's that big jumbotron in front of us, which yeah. I don't think I was there that year, though. <laughs> that was the 2011 games, and then regionals came out this year, um, and it had a lot of high-skill tests. And, I mean, they, they ended up being the full workout, but I was just like, history really does repeat itself. That's really interesting how regionals had that snatch. They had the handstand walk. Um, they had the high skill of the strict handstand push-ups. Yeah. Um, and and so, I don't know. I think there there's definitely patterns. I think the evolution has been of the athletes and their capabilities. Um, the games has been great because they did increase. I think the weights went up, have been going up, but there was a definitive point, I think maybe that's in mm. Well, 2011, I think that same year maybe, where um, there were these heavy deadlifts, and and I and I was wondering to myself, when is this going to stop? When are, you know every year are that deadlifts going to go up by 50 pounds for the ladies? And that year the the weights kind of evened out, but everybody's ability just went through the roof. So so this year we had 21:59 complex at the games that. Um, had the ladies moving a 115-pound barbell. So when you think about some of the best lifters in CrossFit being able, the ladies being able to snatch 200 pounds um, and clean and jerk well over that, 115 um, is not that heavy. But that workout, we moved through it, the best times were four and a half to five and a half minutes. What? So, so it's just it's just the evolution that of the athlete, really, and the games have been, um, every year they find new and inventive ways to test fitness, but they've been uh, a great test and high volume and heavy, I think, since 2010, <laughs> really. Yeah, um, so it, let's talk about the other evolution of the, the athletes, which is, I mean, how do you, from somebody who is sort of in the spotlight when it comes, especially when season is in full swing, and since you are a repeat offender to the games and, uh, you know, you're around a lot of the, the personalities that are involved, um, you know, at the highest level, how, I mean, number one, like, how do you, I'm curious as to how you stay so humble because you, uh, you're very, like, when you, when you talk to, when you're chatting with people, it's, it's a very, like, unassuming type of um, aura. Like, you would never think that for instance this like nurse who's teaching nursing or uh, who's uh, you know the nurse for a school for ballerinas in Washington DC that she would you know be capable of these these feats you know but i mean how do you stay humble and then how do you deal with all the other personalities and like really you can take this time to talk some shit too um, <laughs> if you want <laughs> appreciate that um, <laughs> um. I, yeah, I don't know what to say. I I think the staying humble or or just being humble in CrossFit is essential to to being to having any level of success in CrossFit um, because the minute you get overconfident or cocky about about any about about a workout or a movement or your domination over another competitor you get put right in your place really fast. And so I've learned that lesson over and over and over again. Um, I mean, most recently would be when I heard the first workout of the CrossFit Games this year was a long swim with some burpees and thrusters thrown in there. I was like, sweet, this is it. Like, we'll start the week off good. I, I'm a good endurance athlete. I'm not afraid of getting in the ocean. And I just got knocked on my ass. Um, I ended up taking I think like 22nd place but more than that mentally I when I'm in the when I was in the water I just I was tired and scared of the waves and and so having those humbling experiences over and over again um, and learning from them it's you know you would be foolish to be talking crap about how good you are or how much better you are than someone else <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, does it do? Are there? Um, you, and you don't obviously like. I don't want you to name anyone. I know. I know you wouldn't. But like, does it ever surprise you some people's level of confidence going into these things? Or I mean, there's one thing to be confident. There's another thing to sort of be like boastful and um, you know, kind of cocky. 
You know, a couple years ago, I remember Tommy Hackenbrook saying that there's not enough trash talking in CrossFit. And um, I would have to agree. I think it'd be pretty funny if there was more trash talking. So, yeah. <laughs> just to, just as a um, comic relief standpoint. So, so, you know, that being said, I'm not going to start. I'm not throwing the first Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but no, I don't think there – I think – even the people who may have had a, a comment or two that come off as cocky, it's not cocky, it's confident. And especially for, for the women in this sport, they can say something, and maybe this is just my, maybe my feminist opinion coming out, but um, women generally haven't been uh, rewarded for, for coming out with a confident, upfront, blunt statement and saying, saying, you know, I'm good enough to win the games or I'm good enough to to be the fittest on earth, that takes a level of confidence at, that people might interpret as arrogance. But that I think that's what it takes to, to get the title and to not let it fake it. So, yeah. So, well, Jamie, you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Did, didn't Camille say that? Like, I remember... Uh, when they had those uh, like cup, like those the idea where they had to scale the wall, and the girls were talking about like the wall was high and it was a problem. And I remember they interviewed her, and she's like, "It wasn't hard for me. I I do this stuff." And, yeah, that's fine. You know, I, I remember she was pretty confident. And, How arrogant! And when she first came in, was like pretty confident, and then obviously got kicked in the ass for a couple years, and then like kind of like rebooted and came back and win it. So I always wonder if some of that like kind of young arrogance. Kind oh, of gets you a little bit, and then you get kicked in the teeth a couple times, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to back it down a little. Yeah. Become a little more humble, and hopefully go in and win this thing. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, it's, I mean it, it happens to every athlete. Like, like there's nothing like, um, you know, arrogance or, more importantly, like, confidence and for life to, like, kick you in the ribs a few times for you to be like, you know what, I'm just not going to put myself out there like that. Let me just pretend to be a little humble. Bring you down a peg or two. Yeah. It fucking happens. I love it. I, I really, I love, some, some of the comments that I've heard, I've had Camille say, like that we've, I've heard her say to me, or just in general, they just get me going, they inspire me. She, the best one that I have from a couple years ago was, um, we were just talking about training, asking her, I was asking her how her Olympic weightlifting was going, and just commenting how she has made so many improvements from 2010 to 2011 she goes I know sometimes I lift a weight and I just go fuck I'm strong <laughs> oh my god and I yes. just think about that when I lift I go no I try to channel that because like damn it I love that <laughs> yeah it's sometimes it's in it's in more people it's in some people's nature to be a little bit more sort of like they're they're very comfortable with uh with relaying that to people like they're very comfortable telling people how confident they are and some people they're like you know not hey, facts are facts not you know? as <laughs> not as comfortable but yeah I mean I, I I can agree I have friends who have are unabashedly strong and have no problem telling you that uh, and and you know maybe it's just a reflection of my own mediocrity that I don't like I don't just go around telling everyone like for instance that and you look like Ronda Rousey that I can do more push-ups than oh. Luke or more dips I'm or, sorry yeah. dip off I will challenge you <laughs> oh yeah you are an exceptional woman you're an <laughs> am I an exceptional woman what's up with this I, I feel am a unique Luke student. you are a strong confident <laughs> Luke woman nice <laughs> Thanks, John. And gosh darn it, people like Tell you. Break that down. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't think so. Um, now yeah, we're pushing the boundary. The thing about CrossFit is, is though, like, no, no uh, manner of shit talking is going to eliminate the fact that people, when they're out there competing in the games, you see them like hugging each other and clapping. You're like, fuck. You're like, these well, people love each other, no, and like that's shared what suffering. Shared suffering. shared suffering, and they fucking and they love it, and that's fantastic. And it will never, it will never be this environment that breeds like just negative shit talking. It's never. I mean, it, I guess eventually it could if it comes down to hug at the end of the Super Bowl, though, or was that fighting? That was not a group hug. I was thinking about this. Like in in, in uh, CrossFit's unique in that I'm, I mean, well, I'm sure there's a lot of sports like it, but like there's very few sports that continually strip you down to your like most basic 
uh, emotional level. Like in Every time phone I phone. come to work. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a, a gentle snowflake, and it's warm here. But uh, like, like you watch, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you walk down and you know go to your normal gym down the street, or if you have to cross the games. Like the, like it strips people away, and you see these guys doing yeah. these workouts, and they're at like their most vulnerable. Like this is like them stripped away all the bullshit, everything. And I think that's what people like about the humanity. And in that like moment where everything's been stripped away, the most difficult thing to do is to talk shit and to fucking ride. Yeah, no one's else. gonna. No one even because has the like, energy to do it. They, yeah, you just trying to basically. Uh, they thrust uh, it out of you. <laughs> well, well, no. I mean, it's like you're 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 holding on to all your energy to keep your vitals going. You're like, if I thrust her one more time, my body's either going to have to reroute some power away from my brain or my heart's going to That's what I'm saying. The blood goes to your vital organs and your muscles, not your brain. So no one even has a thought process of talking shit. It's well, that's science. Why, that's why, like, uh, Homer Simpson would do wonderful across videos. Oh, the best. Gime. I think I got the... Uh, the quote for today's show, Homer Simpson would do great. Homer Simpson would be a CrossFit Games champion. <laughs> and you know who else would win the CrossFit Games? No. No. Me? Christy Dr. Phillips. Squat. Christy, Squat, Christy Adkins. Yep. Dr. Squat, Fred Hatfield. <laughs> so um, moving on to more more relevant topics. Um, I, relevant. <laughs> I like talking. <laughs> Good. Um, so what is, uh, just as we're sort of talking about this, like confidence aspect and the mental side. Do you have like a mental approach? I mean, do you do you have sort of like a visualization technique or do you go in try with go in with a clear mind? What's your what's your thought process like when you're competing? Um, I am a total head case <laughs> to be honest. With really? You. I would never have ever thought that because I've seen you compete a bunch and you just you look really focused and calm. Like you look calm through all your transitions. You're never flustered. Yeah, I tr I I am able to get there, but it takes a lot. So um, I pre I'm glad that you can you see that side. Um, but but yeah, spe especially around regionals, it's it's a lot of visualization because you have the opportunity to do that. You have all the workouts, and and you you just got to go through the visualization over and over. Um, and then the part that I have, I have been learning how to deal with is then reacting and being able to react positively when things aren't going exactly as you visualize because nothing, nothing ever will. That's, that's the nature of sport is to react by. And so, so there's a lot of that going on. And then at the games, it's just trying to hang on to the roller coaster and, um, trying to, you know, you're, you are taken through highs and lows all weekend and, um, you just have to try to find a way to become the driver and be in the little more control of it. Cause sometimes I'm just on this crazy ride and crashing, crashing at my lows and then trying to ride the highs. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, you make an interesting point and that's something that is very like rampant in sports psychology is the ability to bounce back after all the preparation, it's the ability to bounce back from something uh, like a variable or something that happens that creates some sort of negative impact on your performance. And what separates the mediocre from the amazing or the good from the great is the great's ability to turn that around on a dime and clear their mind from it immediately. So I guess psychologically it can linger in an athlete's mind and obviously they're thinking about it going into the next movement or the next play or what have you and even subconsciously it can be there. And some athletes, whether it's um, just the way their, their brains are wired or it's through uh, habitual practice, that they can, they can really, really harness uh, other techniques that, that counter that reaction. So that's cool. Or I believe it's through that deliberate practice rather than, oh, it comes naturally. It, it's something everybody has to work on and every competitor um, has to work on, and the people that get it the, the fastest and practice it the most are doing the best. Yeah, do you Was, find do you find that's hard something hard to replicate in your training since you're training with a bunch of uh, a bunch of normies? Or I mean, I know that you train with common folk. Common folk. I know that you do train with I mean higher level athletes, but elite other elite. Uh, athletes, I mean, is it something like because there's nothing like game speed, right? There's nothing like the actual 
being at regionals and 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 sort of having having that stress and pressure on you. But can you really like replicate that in your training? Yeah, I mean, you have exactly put your finger on the pulse of my like search right now. Actually, right. I actively seek out training partners to push me because um, I do go. There are weeks that I go through my training by myself. Um, so this this past month, um, January and, and February have been like actively seeking out those those training partners. Um, have of course Gretchen Kittleberger, who um, is one of my good friends and at the same gym. Um, but our strengths and weaknesses are very different, and so we don't end up doing a lot of the same programming. So recently, I've been going up to 12 Labors CrossFit, other which were formerly known as CrossFit Syndicate. They got ninth as a team at the games this year. Um, and I've been training some sessions with them. Um, I am next week, I will be spending two weeks in San Francisco with CrossFit Invictus and seeing how their team trains. And just, I just am trying to build off that energy that's formed by a team, formed by a bunch of individuals coming together to train for a common goal. Um, so I've been fortunate that those teams have been welcoming to me and, and let me kind of invite myself in and, and try to like get their energy, suck out their energy. <laughs> so how did, the, how did Grid League kind of play into this kind of team atmosphere and then that quick turnaround in mental preparation? Oh man, Grid League was an amazing experience um, because it was coming right off the games and it was so refreshing um, to be training CrossFit movements, but in a in a little bit of a different style, and to be with a team. Um, so it's just was just the kind of thing that would push off any. I wasn't feeling any burnout, but it would. It, you know, it was. It allowed me to get back to training even faster than I normally do after the games because I had all these people around me who were super enthusiastic, super strong, gunning for. Um, trying to get the fastest reps in um, at any one particular movement, trying to learn new skills as fast as you can. Um, so, so yeah, that, that experience this fall inspired me to be like, all right, let's seek out some of the best teams in the CrossFit game and see if I can learn anything from them when I train. Sounds like a, a throwdown challenge. <laughs> Any of our listeners out there who want to travel and do a little walk off, train with Christy, and teach her what's up, show her how it's done. I'm per I'm personally retired, so I'll never bow out. Oh my god, I would love to see that. Leg press off. Oh, I can do that. What's that, Christy? You guys gonna be in Atlanta for regionals? I know you were at Mid Atlantic. Oh. Oh yeah, we'll be there. Sweet. Some of us. All right. Is that where you're going to be? Yeah. Uh, top 20 from the Open in the Mid-Atlantic will be combining with top 20 from the Open in Southeast. Mm -hmm. That's right. Gotcha. The mega regional. Yeah. That's pretty presumptuous, Christy, to think that you're going to make regional. <laughs> just oh, kidding. Well, I mean, you, you guys guarantee it. I <laughs> don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm just giving you a hard time. Of course, you're going to you're gonna get like first place in regionals. And, uh, yeah, and everyone's going to, you know, it's, it's not going to be a big surprise at all, at all. Um, so are you, um, I mean, what's what's the deal with Grid League this year? Are you thinking about attacking that again? Yeah, I think it would be, it'll be really fun. Um, I just, we just don't, we haven't had any official announcements that I know of, of when their season's going to be. Um, but I, the word on the street is the season will be August, September, October. Um, like it was last year, and if that's the case, then I'm in. I mean, you know that it was it was a blast, and I loved I loved getting to know my DC Brawlers teammates, and they're very good friends now. So great. Hey, uh, just you know, out of curiosity, um, are you ever just tired of lifting weights? Do you ever just get tired of competing at a level that is so high that I imagine? the soreness or and maybe you can just describe to us what it's like to go three, four days competing in a row and and what it's like to to, I don't know, deal with the trauma that is involved with that volume of competition. You know, 
the the competing is the best part. And so three or four days of competing is just like this adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. No, you do get, yeah, you do get tired of lifting weights. You guys probably have similar experiences if you're in the middle of a strength cycle or you're just, you just feeling run down. Um, but you know, I just, just try to have a day to recoup, um, cried out, cried out a little bit. Watch some Lifetime movies. Yeah. Like, it sounds a lot like Luke and Callie over there just crying it out. Yeah, Wednesday, Friday. A lot, yeah. of, <laughs> a lot of crying. That's what you relate to training today. I get baseball, but I'm going to be honest with you, there is a lot of crying in CrossFit sometimes. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my gosh. I've been there. I've never seen. Okay, dude, I have, I've, I've definitely seen it. I myself have. That's why I would never, ever be a good competitor because I have never been brought to the point in a competition where I thought that I was going to cry. I never saw anybody crying the other phone. Oh, you know, for meal. It's, it's, coach. Up and you're just training by yourself. Yeah. You're on That's it. 10 of your 10 rep max back squat. Oh. You're hating life right then. That, okay, now that, that has definitely happened. In fact, Luke referenced... Of one of my one of my favorite moments out here in California is uh, I didn't I didn't think there was one day where I didn't think anyone was coming to Balboa. We at the time we were training in Balboa, and then it was a Sunday or probably around two or three o'clock, and I had all the lights off in the gym, and I had oh my god! Even <laughs> as I'm telling the story, I hate myself. But I was rowing in the dark in Balboa, and there was Coldplay on in the back. Yeah, she had the Coldplay Pandora radio station on. Did you just walk in and you were like? You were like is everything? Oh, it was being both. It was like you, you guys are doing like a, a like a draft, uh, like a draft meeting or something. For like one of your brackets or something. So we were just like, Cal, you okay? She's like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wouldn't make eye contact. Like there was a single tear on the right side. We were looking at her left profile. And um, quite, quite honestly, all I could think of is like, Wow, she's rowing really slow. <laughs> <laughs> You can't row fast with Coldplay. It's just like I can. That's that's my pump up. So weird though. Like you know, she had what was it? Row hard for five minutes and then uh, do some form of like cutting for thirty seconds. Yeah. And so she had all these little slits on her arms. Okay. <laughs> yep. And I, I gotta just feel alive. Coldplay row. Uh, Coldplay row. So. And how did it work out though? Did it work? Was it therapeutic? Yeah, I think so. And then I, and then the embarrassment settled in, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, God damn it. Uh, yeah, so that, so I can relate to that. Okay, I was just curious, you know, if... If, if you've done Coldplay Road. <laughs> you wrote in the dark to Coldplay. Uh, <laughs> that's good to know. I mean, it's good to know... he does it at least once a week. It's good to know that even at the games, like, the adrenaline is such that it allows you to sort of look forward almost maybe to the next day or the next opportunity, I should say, to the next opportunity to sort of, like, you know... Um, put your stake in the ground and, and, and you know, like, score well, so. Yep, definitely. So, ooh, someone's... I feel like Denny's more of, like, a, a Metallica, unforgiven, shirtless... Oh, you don't want to tell me that no, I, I, talking about that. I was, I was going through the uh, Power Athlete forums, and I came across a post, John, you put up there a while ago. Um, it was, like, a speech with Henry Rollins. Yeah. You know, and it was the you included yeah. the 200 pounds is 200 pounds, and uh, just kind of like going through some around stuff. You you read that he likes to train two ballads. Yeah. In that yeah. part, he's like, you know, nothing gets me fired up when I train than like ballads. Um, I always picture people training to like party in the USA by like Miley Cyrus. Like <laughs> like like whenever I see these people like CrossFit, like like whenever I see like Facebook and I see a Rich Froney training and there's no. Like no, like it's just Audio like on like mute. Music. All I ever hear in my head is like him just like party in the USA. I'm like God damn, I can't believe Rich for who trains to party in the USA by Marley Cyrus. So Christy, you know, I, I emailed you and I was wondering if you could shoot me over some tracks. But but what do you like to train to typically? More importantly, um, what's your come out music? Like you're walking out of the stadium, out of the, the tunnel, the dames, walking out the tunnel, and this song is playing. What is your what is your entrance song? What's your come out music? Um, let's see. No what pressure. Pumped up about <laughs> when it comes on on at CrossFit Reston would be whatever that song is. That's like boom, boom, shake, shake, drop. What your mama gave. Uh -huh. I have no clue. I, I, I don't know what that one is. I, I, I will. We'll, we were really we'll, Google, we'll it right Google it right now. Yeah, this is. Where's weird. Ingo? Ingo would know that one like right off the top of his head. What's our song? What's the one that we? Uh... I don't care. 
I love it. Oh, oh yeah, bring the action. That's our. That's our. That's what we, we like the we like. That's not it. Is this the one, Christy? Uh, I don't know. This is the remix, dude. Wait till the beat drops, guys. Shake now, drop. Shake, shake now, drop. I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm the rapping freestyle do it right now, but. Uh, we'll find it. Yeah, random hip hop. I like. Okay. I mean, of course, a sucker for pop music too, but um, but yeah, I if I'm by myself, I'll put on I'll put on the hip hop. Just yeah. A lot of times I'll go to Spencer Hendel's Spotify and whatever hip hop he has, his ham ham stuff. That's good for me. <laughs> that you, you're just like Danielle. Then you Danielle, uh, one of the other coaches that we're mutually friends with. That she she only plays '90s hip hop. And I remember one of her uh, one of her members asking her point blank, "Hey Danielle, was there any uh, hip hop made after 1990?" And she just said no. <laughs> well. Her and I, we've been listening to some Ross Fit lately, though. We got Rick Ross going. Oh. The uh, the weirdest, <laughs> most uncomfortable one is I, uh, my my brother and his wife are uh, you know training every day and been at CrossFitters for years. I get in uh, my brother's wife's truck, like we're gonna go somewhere. I get in the car and she has nothing but like '80s gangster rap. <laughs> I get in and it's like. What is uh, '80s gangster rap? Uh, like, 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 uh, yeah, like Tech Nine, MGG, and Eight Ball. Like really, like, like I'm talking like Oakland, Too Short, like, like the the too most short. aggressive, wow. yeah, like, sure. like ridiculous gangster rap. But I get in the car, I'm like, do you listen to this kids on? She's like, no, I do. This is just one driving by myself. So I think people <laughs> have these guilty pleasures. She's the most like buttoned up, pristine yeah, Karen, person. Karen, yeah, the most ghetto gangster rap person you've ever met. <laughs> It, it, it's, I'm getting her thug life. Oh, dude, it's, it's unbelievable. She'll be like, oh, I have this. Like, driving around her Escalade. I'm like, oh, this is, that's your Escalade. She's like, Escalade? I'm like, yeah, it's all other. Black. The black dudes I've played with always called them Escalade. <clears throat> so, what, I mean, just give us, like, one or one or two other tracks that if you had to do, God forbid, some sort of, like, back-to-back girls workout. Jesus Take the Wheel? What about that one? That's, that's <laughs> his song. That's his actual come-out music. Oh, man. No, a couple other songs. Just curious. Yeah. Oh, work, work bitch by Britney Spears. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That falls in that falls in line with our our break the action. Yeah. One of something. One of something in the club. Something. 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 No. Yeah, that's the one. All looking at us. All looking at us. That's a different song, but yes, it's within the same genre. I can't believe you butchered a song. When I walk up in the club. They looking at us. <laughs> oh my god. They looking at us. This is horror. This is going horrible. <laughs> no, this is great. Um, by Beyonce. The not ballads of Beyonce. Yes, agreed. Uh, Diva, video phone. Yep, Seven Eleven, her new one. Yes, all Love very. It. Yeah, uh huh. I'm on board with those. Didn't someone else call you? White Beyonce? Uh, yeah, that was, no, that actually, was me. No, actually, that was Callie <laughs> kept referring to herself as White Beyonce. Well, I thought it would catch on. Were... It was trending for a short time, I according thought you to my... Like, you were walking down the street, and someone was like, hey, you White Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she tells it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Christy, do you know, uh, speaking of celebrity sightings, do you know who Ronda Rousey is? I love her, Yes. So, uh, it, it, oh, God. you know, I just, here, I, here listen, I don't, I don't want to boast, but both two days in a row now, you know, because she, AKA me is preparing for a big fight this weekend. Uh, but both days in a row, I was, uh, asked if I was Ronda Rousey and, uh, well, I will say I was tempted to say yes, but given the fact that I was in a Panera one of those days and the, the other day I was you know, cl- I'm clearly eating bread and crying. No, I just, <laughs> just, just coffee, just coffee and working. But, um, but yeah, that, oh, that is, that is a lookalike. That I've makes got... sense. You were drinking coffee out of a bread bowl. Yeah. Well, how do you drink it? <laughs> you know what? You should take that act to Vegas and just. Yep. That's. You know. Just listening to that's you. Or... This weekend. I need to. I need to. I heard she looked good in Sports Illustrated. She did. She's pretty good. Um. So, Don't worry, uh, we got your photo shoot. Uh, Amanda's going to come in with the coconut oil and get you ready. I, I get that. 
do you think we might we might be able to meet her soon? Because she is a Reebok athlete now. Is she really Reebok athlete? Oh my god! She lives out in the IE, which is uh, east of us. What's that, Chrissy? Beast of Bucks. I think you should fight her, Kelly. Um, I'm not. I'm not (laughs) gonna fight her. Just, just mainly because like. Um, you don't want to mess up her face. Your no, face. yeah, because like she would kick my ass, and so I think that would probably be like that would turn out sort of badly for me. Uh, but I will admire admire her from afar. Isn't she in like the new Expendables movie and the new Entourage movie? She was, yeah, she's in Expendables three. Expendables yeah. three, yeah, yeah. It's actually my favorite Expendables. I've seen mm-hmm. it a dozen times. I have a hard time picking a favorite. I'll be honest with you. Really. Yeah, I, I find it easy. Yeah, when they're all equally as terrible, yeah. it's hard. It is well, hard to choose. Well, it's actually the only one I have left on my phone. So, <laughs> so Christy, Christy, before we get too far off the rails here, um, what? Uh, I'm curious. Are you doing any coaching right now, or are you just uh, just? It's it's all about focusing on your. It's all about you. <laughs> Athlete, no, no, I'm coaching. <laughs> coaching. Um, so yeah, coaching or personal training has been. A, a part of my life since 2007, and so um, right now I'm coaching at CrossFit Reston um, and really enjoying that group coaching again because I've been doing just a little bit of personal training here and there yeah. for a couple of years. Um, so I'm so you, you like the coaching aspect then. I mean, is there anything that you find to be like a, a challenge or anything that you sort of I mean, it it can be it can be a challenge, but especially for someone like you who's seen so much already, and it's not like this is not your first rodeo type thing. Um. Well, I'm only coaching about eight to ten hours a week, which mm-hmm. is like perfect. That you know, you're it's it's refreshing, and and so I love it. I love introducing people to that are completely new to CrossFit. Um. And so, of course, we have. We have that clientele in the classes, but we also, Gretchen and I just started a little um, advanced class or a competitor's class a couple times a week at, at the gym for our members. And so that's been fun too, um, just working with some athletes that have an interest in local competitions or getting getting skills that they want um, to be better at for the Open. And, and so, it's yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's good to stay sort of like, it's almost good to have that as like a, like, I don't know, sort of remembering where you started from because you'll see new faces that are just sort of getting, have that thrill of CrossFit for the first time and it must be somewhat invigorating to have that interaction. It's always good. You learn <laughs> learn a lot about, you just think and learn about movement a little bit differently when you have to teach it rather than you're coached by someone else or you're doing it yourself. And so, yeah. so um, it was something that uh, I just was happy to have have back in my life was the group coaching starting starting um, in this new year in January. Cool. And, when, and kind of lastly, I mean, what predictions do you have for whether it be the Open or the Games? Do you have anything that you're sort of like thinking? Does, is there like anything that comes through the grapevine where – you know, so-and-so said that you guys will have to, I have no idea. Like, no. Bicep, like bicep curls are going to be, like, one, one RM bicep curls, or you have to fight to the death or something. Um, no no huge predictions. Um, I will say that I, uh, that Sam Briggs is now in the southeast region, so the... If I'm getting to regionals and she gets to regionals, we will be seeing each other at in Atlanta. So, That's bullshit. So where's Sam Briggs living now? Crazy. Sam is living in Miami. Oh, wow. What I was I was thinking like I don't Doesn't know she southeast. Own a gym in Manchester? I'm like what's southeast of uh, England? And and Camille's competing in uh, she's in Southern California or she's in the Colorado whatever that's southwestern southwestern region. So I actually had an opportunity um, to I had opportunity to you know get to hang out with Sam for the week leading up to the American Open. Um, She was in DC. Um, I was I was just thrilled to be able to get to know her better and we trained together at Reston for a few days and. she didn't really mention that she's going to be in that region. I don't know if she had decided that yet. So mm-hmm. I 
here at, in Atlanta and just like mean mug her. Like, come on, Sam, what's up? She was waiting to see what you were what you were gonna do. Yeah. I wanted to be uh, a little insulted because it's like, okay, we trained together, and then she's like, yep, yep, I think this is the region. I think I think we'll I'll be okay here. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's that trash talk. Reverse trash talk. That's dagger. Sounds like trash oh, talking. That's trash no. action. No, <laughs> bring the trash trash can. Bring the trash can. <laughs> So uh, Luke and I actually have some predictions for the games. We spend a lot of nights <laughs> on the road. This is a fact. Hotels. This is not uh-huh. a no, real thing. No, these are this true. This if you are listening so and they're you going to flood. They're going to flood the tennis court, and you're going to have to lunge and run through water. Imagine how fucking hard that is. One for water. No, 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 no. When uh, years ago, when they first went to the uh, to the StubHub Center. They had plans to actually bring in ice and build because they can do that for like the uh, like the the jumps for like the uh, snowmobiles. Mm-hmm. So they had plans, <laughs> and that was I swear to God, this is a true story. They uh, can also build like motocross dirt, but there was a, a plan to actually have some form of ice climbing built in on the on the, the core where they would bring in and do ice stuff. Come so the story. On. So here's the the plot thickens. In Southern they California, they are definitely going to flood the tennis courts. The water will be either one to three feet high, and the undisputed CrossFit Games champion will be Mike Ditka, because Ditka can walk on water. Oh, my Dude, God. That's a fact. Don't acknowledge Bears. There's one more, Callie. Callie, there's one more if you'll allow it. I allow it. <laughs> that, I mean, they will disrupt everyone's sleeping patterns, and they're going to have a midnight rodeo workout. They're just going to go knocking down all the hotel doors, get everyone going, after three hours of sleep, and then just put them through some terrible workout. That's X Factor. It's going to actually like involve Navy SEALs on fire. Well, Navy I like the climbing thing, though. I mean, you they, that's one event that they haven't added with some sort of like a rock climb or a huge climbing wall. Yeah, it's going to be an ice climb, dude. An ice climb. That's... That was the shit right there. You heard it here first, folks. Sports bras and just short shorts, booty shorts, ice climb. And knee highs. Mm-hmm. Dudes. Are you guys done? Ditka in a sports bra? Kelly, <laughs> yeah, we'll have more next week. Sausage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Chrissy, I uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck leading up to the Open and regionals and the games. I hope you uh you know you you you've had pretty good health. Like you've managed to stay pretty injury free, correct? Yeah. Thank you. We're knocking on wood. We're knocking on wood for you, and uh, you know, just personally and, and selfishly, and you know, I'm I'm wishing nothing but the best for you because you are definitely one of the most humble athletes out there, and you're just your persona is such that it's it's just somebody where you you want them to win. It's not somebody who uh, who you know is is a douche to be honest with you. <laughs> She's the total package. You are the total package. Yeah, so. I'm blessed. You turn the video. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything you want to plug? Uh, we're, you know, we're the show is winding down. So, anything you want to plug for yourself? Anything you want people to see or do? Or are you like leading your own seminars now, or what? No, not leading my own seminars. Um, I am going to be developing my fundraising page soon for Barbells for Boobs, um, Barbells for Boobs Advocate, and. What I'm going to do is something fun where if you donate then a certain amount, then I will send you one of my own Barbells for Boobs t-shirts and then maybe some other gear like wrist wraps and other paraphernalia I've collected over the years. Um, so just donate to Barbells for Boobs and look for my fundraising page soon. <laughs> That's awesome. And then That's can people follow you on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever? Yes, all of those things. Um, Christy CrossFit is my Instagram handle, and then um, you can find Twitter and Facebook from there too. But Christy CrossFit. That's All me. right. Well, we'll be looking for you, and I, I I hope that we can I can get to see you at one of the uh, the Grid League um, events. I think that'd be pretty badass. Lady, and thank you guys for hosting. For sure. All right. Thanks for coming on. You take it easy. All right, you guys too. Bye. 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 Bye.
Christy's progress on the Open Leaderboard and her Instagram at Christy CrossFit. Don't forget to support her charity of choice, Barbells for Boobs, as well, for the chance to receive a personally worn, perspired in piece of gear from this professional athlete babe. I hope that everyone will plan on tuning in next week when we talk with the one and only Dave Tate. That's right, just when you thought Power Up Radio couldn't get any better, the crew interviews founder and CEO of Elite FTS. Not only is Dave a successful powerlifter in his own right, he's an accomplished author and speaker, preaching the value of continuing education by way of experience and, of course, patience. Speaking of patience, you'll have to wait till number 99 for that one. Until then, bye!